0: Welcome to the Look Up Collective Podcast, where we help you thrive in your home and business. We are your coaches, Chris, Elizabeth, and Wynn. And if you're looking for simple, actionable, and encouraging conversations to help you be rooted in what matters so you can look up and serve others, you are in the right place. Let's dive in.
1: Welcome back to the Look Up Collective Podcast. We are so excited that you're here today. I have my beautiful wife, Elizabeth. (laughs) Our great, great friend, business partner, just the bundle of joy win. So excited <laughs> to get to chat with you today. So last week, we got to join forces for the first time. We finally came back after an extended break that we took. So we are beginning season two of this thing. Before we get started, though, we we mentioned it in passing. A beautiful community of women called the Look Up Collective that we get to serve every single week. We get to serve them through teaching, through coaching, through just walking through life together Mm -hmm. as we are all in pursuit of trying to thrive in our life, thrive in our home and business with with the end game of really being able to be rooted in what matters so that we're freed up to look up and serve others. That's the mission that we have on this podcast. And so it is so fun to get to go on a deeper level, on a consistent level with people and to be able to see that journey and to see Mm -hmm. that transformation that they're seeing. One of our favorite things that that we hear from them is that I joined for this, but very quickly I understood that it's so much more and so much deeper. Like
2: We have a member who was super excited when we did a whole month on decluttering as we started the year. And I remember a conversation. She was like, okay, can you just give me like a checklist and tell me what to do? And then I'm in. And I was like trying to find the words to explain to her that it was going to be so much deeper than that. But she saw it for herself. And now it's like, I feel like we're watching her life in the way that she shows up as Mm -hmm. a working mom. For her kids and in her her home, even as somebody who already had rhythms, like Elizabeth talked about last week, like so many of you guys listening, you already have rhythms, you might just not know it. Mm -hmm. But what we do is just take you so much deeper. And we help you get from where you are to where you want to be so much faster than if you were doing it alone. And that is the power of a coach.
1: It sure is. And so if that at all sounds like something that's interesting to you, reach out to us, send us an email. You can go also go to lookupandserve.com. Right now, just for our podcast listeners, as we're coming back into this whole podcasting thing, we are giving our podcast listeners $15 off your first month. So you can come in, give it a try, look at it. We know that once you get in there, you're going to love it. You're going to be able to see how it is going to help transform so you can be rooted in what matters, so you can be freed up to look up and serve others. So today's conversation is really piggybacking on on something that we were writing in an email that we sent a couple weeks back. I don't know how it is where you are. We live in Mississippi. Wynn lives in Texas, and spring is in full force around here. It's starting to get warmer temperatures. We're starting to see flowers budding, and trees are starting to come to life. And we're here for it. And typically, when we are on those walks every single year, and we see those leaves starting to bud, and we Mm. see those, those longer, warmer days, we're like, finally winter is over but this year it's kind of have felt different for mm-hmm. for all three of us right this year it's kind of felt like we haven't gone through winter just waiting for the next day to, next season to come and gone through winter with any drudgery and things like that and so i would like for us to have a conversation around how this winter has been similar to some winters right and how it's been different and why it's kind of been different Things like this that.
2: Yeah. This is the first winter in my whole life that I have not loathed. I am a springtime girl. I'm a summer girl. I love being outside. I love daylight mm-hmm. savings. Like give me all the outdoor time. And so I think that I've told myself pretty much my whole life that I hate being cold, that I hate the winter, mm-hmm. that after Christmas... I'm done with the winter. I mean, you know, who doesn't love the cold temperatures when you can sit by the Christmas tree, by a fire? Like, that's all fine and great. Mm -hmm. But this year, we were all three super intentional to bring those thoughts to the surface and really just choose different thoughts. Like, I don't actually want to hate three months out of the year. What good is that going to do me if every single day for three months? And so for me personally, I feel like I really leaned in to what the winter has to offer us and what the winter brings and i really loved it and you asked like what maybe was the same and what was different in other seasons like i've always loved a good sweatshirt and leggings i've always loved to sit by the fire i've always loved hot coffee those things didn't change but my heart and my mind changed so much like i fully embraced like a granny getting ready for bed at 8 30 p.m like There were just things that I added to my routine and to my days this winter that I'm honestly going to admit, I am so ready for springtime. We are going to a baseball game tonight. Like I am here for it, but I, I don't know. It's like, we've given everything that we were this winter and everything the season had to offer. I took a hold of it and that just feels really good.
0: Yeah. To embrace the, the coziness and the recovery and preparation coming off of that harvest time, you know, fall is very full and you have Christmas and all the activities and things that are going on. And sometimes January, February feels like just dead months, you know, after like the excitement and the fullness and you're like, what do I even do with my life? And then you feel this pressure to have all these resolutions and and do all of these Mm -hmm. things when we're actually winter is a gift to us To If you look at nature, if you look at the trees and the Mm -hmm. animals, they're all hibernating and they're recovering and they're preparing for spring. I'm the same way. I love spring. I generally struggle with seasonal depression. Like there have been times where Chris was like, I think we're just going to have to commit to going to the beach during the winter. We're going to have to be those people just for you to get through Mm -hmm. it. And I'm just here to say that that is not necessary. Yes. Is that fun and a gift to go to the beach during the winter? Yes. Totally do it if you can, if you have the means to do it, such a breath of fresh air, but it's not necessary. And we truly can embrace the season and love it and enjoy it. And it truly does start with our thoughts. Like Mm when said, it's how we think about it is going to be how we experience it. And, when we decide to love it and to embrace it doesn't mean that it's going to always be Perfect. We've all three had some really difficult circumstances in the past couple of months. Different transitions, new seasons, which Wayne will probably talk about, but she started homeschooling her son this year, which is if it's your first time to homeschool, that's a massive thing. It's still a massive thing after three years for anyone is homeschooling. Like it, it's it's a lot of work.
1: One thing I really got from what you both just said, was I think there was some intentionality around Mm -hmm. the way that you approached this winter, right? Like, I don't think that it just happened by accident. It wasn't just like you're looking back and you're like, huh, I just enjoyed that winter. I can remember us all having that conversation of how your posture towards winter at the beginning was even different. Mm -hmm. That you were like, this is a season of rest. This is a season of preparation. This is a season for what's."
0: Yeah, and to be honest, I still Mm -hmm. actually had that seasonal sadness come up at times. I still was like, Mm -hmm. but the the truth of it is I allowed it when it did come up and I didn't resist it and I wasn't afraid of it and I wasn't scared of it when I felt sad. I allowed the sadness and then I processed those emotions to get to the other side so I could keep Mm -hmm. moving forward and not stay stuck in sadness for, you know, the whole winter. Oh my gosh. And so I think that was a major difference for me and I know probably for when too, that it wasn't just like void of the sadness. Mm -hmm. It was that what I did with the sadness when it came up. And that was truly the game changer. Yes, we were intentional and practicing thoughts and how we leaned in and how we embraced it and how we did things like we created circumstances of more coziness, connection, embracing it. But we also allowed the emotions that came up and I allowed the sadness. And then I process those emotions to get to the other side so I could keep mm-hmm. moving forward and not stay stuck in sadness for, you know, the whole winter. Gosh. So I think that was a major difference for me. And I know probably for when too. When
2: you said that about the sadness, I am someone my whole life who doesn't want to feel, I don't like to feel sad. Like I just, I resisted sad, you know, I'd rather be mad or angry mm-hmm. all day long Same. than to actually feel sad. I've. Never liked crying in front of people. Like, it just, it's always felt super uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And this winter was a season that I literally carried around Kleenex with me everywhere I went. Like, just big, fat tears off my face almost every Sunday in church. Like, in so many dear conversations with friends. And I actually heard recently that it's like, even like how God made the tears that come off our face, like, he made them bigger so that people could witness and see that there were tears on our face and that has not left me because I think that there's so much healing mm-hmm. in tears and that's, yes. you know, I don't that, That's so wintry to me. <laughs> yes.
0: We get to exercise compassion and empathy mm-hmm. for others when we are willing to go there in front of people. I love that so much. Mm-hmm. And also just learning, like you're saying, when is to learn how to sit with ourselves in the sadness, and to comfort ourselves, Obviously, the Lord is our greatest comfort, but he gave us emotions as like a gift. It's actually our, one of our greatest assets. It's the fuel to the things that we do in our life. And most of the time. We've been told all our life, don't trust your emotions, don't trust your feelings. Well, the truth is, we shouldn't always trust our thoughts because our thoughts are actually Mm -hmm. what are creating the emotions for us. And our thoughts are what's actually not serving us, not our emotions. And our emotions are there to help us, to help us move forward. They are the language of the body and their energy in motion. So they're actually there to help us move forward. But the problem is, is when we mm-hmm. resist them and stuff them down and suppress them, they get stuck in our body. And that's why we do stay sad for a long time. That's why we do stay angry and upset and bitter and resentful because we don't allow it to come up because of the emotion itself is not wrong. It's mm-hmm. not a sin. I love to tell people, Jesus himself had every emotion He was fully human and he didn't sin. Like emotions are not bad. We have grown up thinking that they are like the enemy, but they're not. It's our thoughts that actually, when we get curious about them, not like judging and critiquing every thought we have, but we get to see, oh my gosh, wow. No wonder I've been feeling this way because I've been thinking this way and it has not served me. That was good. And So, yeah, just learning to sit with ourselves and be comfortable with the uncomfortable. Sometimes it's very uncomfortable at first to allow emotions to come up. That is what helps us to learn how to actually generate the emotions we want. We don't know how to generate emotions unless we learn to, to allow them in the first place, because that's where we get acquainted. Oh, so this is how this feels. Wow. Sadness feels really tight in my chest. Anger feels like in my stomach. And when we allow these emotions, even all the happy emotions, when we allow ourselves to feel all of those in the fullness, we learn how to generate the emotions that we want to. And that, although we we did allow emotions, we also, because of our thoughts, generated so many incredible mm-hmm. emotions that we wanted to feel mm-hmm. this winter season. And that was a game changer between allowing them and generating the ones we wanted to feel even in the midst of hard, hard, challenging circumstances. We had so much joy and delight even when we had sadness, even because life is 50 50. It's not going to always be happiness and happiness isn't our birthright. That's not what we were created for. But when we are willing to allow the others as what we would perceive as negative emotion, the positive ones are even bigger.
1: Yeah, I would like to just pause for a second and honor both of you for doing that. Like, that's not an easy thing to do. It's not easy when for you to just be the person who has always kind of avoided that emotion, right? The emotion of sadness. Elizabeth, this definitely has it's not easy for you. To confront and and mm-hmm. sit in those emotions. Like mm-hmm. most of the time we either want to stuff or we want to avoid, which is stuffing, right? And so
0: Or even succumb to them. Yeah. You're and like, so, maybe I'm just meant for depression. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just bent towards sadness. And that's not always the case. Yeah.
1: So I just want to honor you guys and to say that I have seen the work that you've done in that and you've led me in that because I'm still. A little bit further behind on the embracing emotions thing, you know. So, <laughs> so, so thank you guys so much. So, y'all have talked a bit about embracing your emotions and feeling them to their fullest extent, not like stuffing them and things like that. And so, this winter, it seems like we've enjoyed it more. We didn't just rush through it, but it doesn't seem like it's been without challenges. Right, it's not like we didn't enjoy it just because everybody was singing "Kumbaya" and all the kids were like always it every single night getting along and things like that. Right, like it was, it was, not. was not without its challenges. Um, Is that right? I mean,
2: I think for me personally, just going through a huge transition of deciding to pull our son who has been in the special needs program in public school for over seven years, pulling him out of school and starting a whole new program and homeschooling him and being home with him all the time, like that was a huge transition for our family. I know Elizabeth will talk about some of her stuff and some of her health things. I've also been just doing a lot of inner work, a lot of healing stuff, a lot of trauma-based coaching, like being coached. And that has required of me to pull back. It is required of me to truly take care of my mind my body myself and to say no to some things and to pull back and it's not been without its challenges it's not easy it's not like oh yay it's been so great and i'm so glad that i got to say no to so many things to be in bed by nine o'clock i've loved it Mm -hmm. like sometimes i have loved it but sometimes it's been it's also been challenging and different and Mm -hmm. i mean all change all changes
0: yeah very similar have gone through some difficult challenges over here most people that know me know that I've gone through a difficult past couple of years with having consistent panic attacks. And this past fall, I really leaned into really healing my body. I mean, major, major changes and sacrifices to be able to get to where I am now. But even this winter, I was still very heavily in that process. I still am in the process. So much energy and effort going into my healing. And I've had to say a no to a lot of things to say yes to investing in myself so I can pour out for many, many years and serve the people God has placed in my life. And a lot of learning, a lot of unlearning, a lot of healing my nervous system, taking courses, just so many depths to in layers to this healing process. And a lot of times <laughs> it feels like you take two steps forward and like five to six steps backwards. Mm-hmm. Chris can really testify to that because it is just, but I've just really been leaning into every victory mm-hmm. Um and in leaning into that it's getting safer and safer in my body and allowing myself to create different experiences for my body. And allowing emotions and generating emotions have been very instrumental in that process of healing. Chris has been working several different jobs. Like we both have several different jobs. Our time is very different than it once was. We actually, in this it's crazy because we say rest and recovery and preparation, but we've had to kind of like amp up our workload. I don't even, I know that doesn't make sense. But also in the amping up of our workload, we've had more of a rest in peace because it's a posture. Mm-hmm. Like even though we're not getting as much like physical rest as one would want or think you need, we truly do have that peace and posture. And like when and I talk about this a lot mm-hmm. that we're going to bed fully exhausted, but in the best way because we've given all like we've poured out and we've given everything we've had to serve yeah
1: and i think that that posture and that piece really comes from the intentionality that that we had at the beginning of the winter to Mm -hmm. practice a thought all throughout Mm -hmm. that it's not better there it's better where i'm fully present okay so so that applies not only to season so you know, in the past, we might have been like, it's better in the spring. It's not better in the winter. Like, I just want to get to the spring. In the same thing, it might be like in the challenge that you're in currently, it's not better somewhere else. You don't know what that next level looks like. You mm-hmm. can be fully present and still be in the midst, right? To mm-hmm. still be in the struggle, to still be in the pain. But you can be fully present within that and practicing that thought. Not submitting Mm -hmm. to it, but practicing that and being at that posture. I can be fully present in this moment. Then you begin to generate the feelings that you want, which then gets the actions that you want for sure. So,
0: yeah. And one thing too that has really helped me is realizing that hard moments are moments. Like they're not, it's not all day, every day. Like when that sadness would come up, I would speak that over myself that I wasn't sad all day. Like I allow the sadness, I will get. Through it so much quicker. And when I allow the annoyance or irritability or whatever it is, I can get to the other side so much quicker. And it actually is just a moment. And it doesn't have to dictate my whole day. It's a moment. And I can keep moving forward and I can look back. That's why we practice journaling so much too, and why it's benefited us is because. That's why you're, you're able to look back with evidence that when I start to think, oh my gosh, it's been so hard lately. Like when I keep thinking that thought, but then I go to the read, right, get it all out and put it on paper, I realize, oh my gosh, it hasn't been as bad. Like there's actually been so much good too. There was just some moments of hard and challenge or even hours you know, of the day, but there was still actually so much good too, and they can coexist. We don't have to write it off as bad or hard because there were moments or hours. We can still have so much gratitude for it all. And basically. I
2: know, like Chris said, no matter, you know, depending on where you are, does it feel like winter where you are? Maybe. Is winter almost over? Is spring almost here? Yes, it is. And maybe for you, the season that is difficult for you, is not winter. Maybe it's another season and maybe it's not an actual physical season outside, but it's a season that you're walking in, in your heart and in your soul. So we just want to encourage you that it is worth it to do the work, to discover what it is that you are thinking, to be a watcher of your thoughts, to process whatever feeling and emotion comes up and to remind yourself that whatever you're going through, whatever season you're in, it's just a season. It is not forever. And that is the hope that I have held onto for so long. Mm. If you're in a season that's amazing, be grateful and enjoy it. If you're in a season that's difficult, know that it will not last forever. But just remember, it truly is to get to the point where you can truly believe that it truly is better where you are and not somewhere else. Yes. Oh my gosh. So
0: good. Yes. When we embrace it, we become fully awake to our life right where we are and that is the goodness of this life
2: for
1: sure
0: thank you so much ladies thank you so much
1: for listening today if you enjoyed it if you would leave a rating or a review that would be super helpful if you're wanting to learn more about some of these conversations that we're having like follow us on instagram we're always mm-hmm. talking about these types of things shoot us a dm and always we would love to have you in our coaching community as well the lookup collective so i hope you have a great day thanks for listening Keep looking for the good,
0: it's always there.